chapter nine, me, myself, and mental health. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And if you are new here, welcome. Welcome to Never Judge a Brook by its cover. I'm your host, Brooke Nicole, and I'm so excited to be here. (sighs) Welcome back. I mean, I know y'all been gone because I've been gone. And let's not do too much on me. Like, I know y'all like, Brooke, you said that you were going to stay consistent. And technically, I have. I literally only missed a month. So, (laughs) anyway, I'm back and I'm better. For this season, of course, season three, we have two more episodes. This one and then one more and we are done. And then we are walking into the summer season, which is the season I cannot wait to start talking about. But before we get there, we have to do what we always do, and that's keep it real and keep it raw. So welcome back, Never Judge a Broke fans or listeners. (laughs) I don't know. I don't like really calling people fans. Like, y'all not fans of me. Y'all just like the podcast. So we're going to call you listeners. Anyway, welcome back. Now that we're all welcomed, I'm welcome to the mic. Y'all are welcome back to the show. Let's get into life updates because what the heck has been happening where you been girl y'all I just been everywhere I feel like life has just been moving so fast um I don't know if if I told you guys about this jar but I do this jar now where it's like your accomplishments and you put your accomplishments in and I started January like in the very beginning of the, the year and like what are we like four or five months in five months in in my jar is almost full and it has sticky notes of All of my like major accomplishments and what I've been doing and what's been helping, which I guess I'll talk about this a little bit more, but I'm saying all of that to say my life has been moving because the jar is almost full and it's May 5th. And I've just been feeling like I cannot wait to dump it and look at all the sticky notes of what some of the things I've done. I mean, like even some of the little things like anxiety filled things that I did, like go to a freaking festival, y'all. And that just even if you don't have anxiety, it just causes anxiety because so many people you don't know if you around the right people or what they're going to do. So which I talked about last episode. Regardless of the fact, I'm mentioning this because I just want to let y'all know I've been on the move. Okay, that's what's been going on. So let's get into the life updates. Basically, in May specifically, it was crazy for me. I had my first in-person work retreat. And I think that was like three to four days. They, um, I work in D.C., but a lot of my company does not. So they flew everybody out to D.C., um, put us all in a hotel. It was very nice. But y'all, I am not used to talking to people at 8 a.m. I am not, okay? First off, my shift don't start till 9.30. So waking up to talk to people and smile and all of that, I just haven't done that in so long. It was just like such a social battery draining type of move. So I remember telling my friends, like, I don't understand. The people that don't work from home, I applaud y'all. I was talking all that trash like, I work too. Why don't they consider my job a real job? No. I get it. Going and talking to someone, I only had to do it for like four days. And I was like, oh, child, I'll be happy when this is over and I'm back behind my computer and we don't schedule meetings till 10. Um, It's just the fact that you got to wake up and smile and laugh and talk to people. If you know, you know, if you're a morning person, I think that's good for you. But me, Brooke Nicole, she is not. So, yeah, that was one of the things I did in the first week of May. Another thing was my college roommate, best friend. We've been college roommates all four years. She graduated from law school, so I got to celebrate her with her family that I haven't seen since I was in undergrad, and so it was such a good experience, but she lives in Atlanta, so 
flying and doing all of that part too. I mean, if you're going to do Atlanta, you got to do it. <laughs> and I feel like we did it. So like we went out, we had so much fun. We got to celebrate her graduating from law school. And a couple of my friends have now graduated from law school as well. Martina and Shay. But um, I went to Christina's graduation and I'm so proud of all of them, especially proud of my best friend. Um, she's just doing all the things that me and my other friends said that we were going to do and we did not like all of us before when we first went to Winston said we were going to law school and she's the only one who stuck it out so I'm so proud of her and I am proud of the woman that she is becoming good luck on your bar exam I know you're not gonna listen to this now because she is now in her books like studying heavy so good luck on the bar girl you got this and yeah so that was the second week of May I want y'all to stay with me actually that was the first weekend of May let's let's keep it going came home chill for a bit went back to work literally didn't take a break went back to work and then this i think the second week of may is when i hosted mother's day weekend and i invited my brother and my mom to come up and spend mother's day weekend with me and like hosting my family even though we are a small knit family it's very like they're real bougie okay so you have to have like i had to have my house a certain way enough food in the fridge i'm a bachelorette so it's typically not a lot of food in my fridge throughout the week but my mama comes you would think I'm feeding 10 okay um so I hosted Mother's Day weekend and we just had a really good time I hadn't seen my mom since probably my birthday in January I think I seen her briefly for Dreamville but other than that I really hadn't seen her so it was good to be around my mommy um and it was a good weekend in my opinion and in theirs um my brother he's so picky sometimes so just to please him and my mom felt really good to me. So I was so proud to have both of them at my house. But hosting, again, is a lot. And if you have your own place, you understand. Like, just to invite people over and, like, be on your best behavior. You can't walk around naked. You can't enjoy the liberty of what your own house is for. It's a lot. Okay? So I did that the second week of May. And then we get to the third week, which is the week that we are currently in, kind of. And this is the week where I took some time and took a break. So I just want to say, which I'll get into that on selfie care, but y'all see, we already six minutes into the show and that was just like my life update for May. So I really did not have time to sit on my podcast and actually talk. And I felt so bad. Like I haven't even had team meetings for the team. So we finally got a team meeting together and we were like, we got to do a podcast. Like it needs to come out immediately. So again, I apologize. It's always a Brooke thing. I know. I know if you can, if you can get mad at anybody for this right here, you can do, you can get mad at me. Um, my schedule is definitely full, especially my summer schedule, but we gonna, we gonna put them out episodes out. Okay. So yes. Another thing that I would like to give an update for is the podcast. I connected with, um, one of my friends who has like this collab of collect of creatives and I happen to be one of them and she featured us a whole week for her pod for podcast week. And it was like all on her page. I had to do like fun facts about me. It was very good. Like I was reposting on our Instagram. And I'm gonna say this. If you are listening and you're not following Never Judge a Brook Pod Instagram, you're missing out because I could have updated y'all on my break and you wouldn't even know because you're not following the page. So make sure you are following Never Judge a Brook Pod on Instagram so that you can see all the good content. But we went on live with Happy Cookie World, which is the collab and creative group in space 
And that live is now on my page. I put out some of my favorite moments of it, chopped it up and put it on our Instagram page. So if you have not, go look at that. Um, Me and her actually did a debriefing and she was like, it's really good to have a face, but what we typically hear, like the voice that we hear, which is mine. And she was like, it's good to have a face with it. So if that helps y'all in any capacity, go look at the live. We spit some gems out. It's really cool. And I felt like I was on a podcast, like I was being interviewed. So it was really cool. It was really fun. All right. Now into Sophie Care. That was a lot. Okay. So for Sophie Care, as you all know, Sophie Care is something that you are doing for yourself to benefit yourself and your mental health. And I call it Selfie Care because I want you to take a selfie and post it on your Instagram and tag us. So so for Selfie Care this week, like I said, May has been super busy. So this weekend, I decided to take myself shopping. I did some summer shopping. Um, I realized I was telling my mom, like, I have a lot of stuff from undergrad. And I don't, I don't know, just I don't have a lot of new things that, you know, for shopping. So I decided to take myself shopping. I took myself on a little date. Um, I dropped film off. Like I just really enjoyed myself. I don't know. Like got coffee, just chill basically. And then this weekend I did the exact same thing. Um, I drank some wine and I just chilled. Like I needed a break and I didn't feel like I needed a break. But then when like people were asking me to go out and hang out, I was just like, shit, I need a break. So I just took this weekend to like literally chill and breathe. And that is what I did for selfie care. And I have no images of this because I literally stayed off my phone and I just watched a marathon of the show that I'm binging now. And yeah, so I would love to hear what you did for selfie care. Make sure to tag us at Never Judge a Broke Pod on Instagram so that we can see what you guys are doing for self care because eventually I'm gonna think that y'all not doing nothing. So tag us. All right, real life politics. Real life politics, real life politics. Okay, we have entered into real life politics. And for this segment, I did not look up any like news because I have something that I want to share. AI. If you haven't heard about AI, it's artificial intelligence and it is taking over the world. At the work retreat, we were talking about it and like the way the AI is working, like I'm actually scared. I know a lot of people are excited about it, um, but I am very scared. Like it's just like, dang, this is really like the way that they can change people and like the way they can, you know, scan your voice. They have an AI song of Rihanna, Beyonce, and Nicki Minaj on a song, which in real life, this has never happened. But if you're listening to it, you would think, oh my God, they're singing together. Like the fact that it's all fake is just crazy to me. Anyway, long story short, for real life politics, I wanted to discuss it because my mom sends me this video of Vice President Kamala Harris and she is like like stumbling over her speech and like kind of like moving her head back and forth my mom was like what the hell like she's drunk on a speech and And like if you're looking at it from you know her age perspective you would think it's real and I literally looked and I'm like oh we are in big trouble because I was like mom this is fake she's never even said this you can tell that it's fake by the way she's moving so I started thinking about it in a political stance and I'm like y'all they can literally do anything to our our leaders our political leaders and like some people that video will stick with them and they'll be like oh vice president was drunk like just making up lies about stuff and it's not true because of AI so how do y'all feel about this like I really want to know this is scary to me and it's scary to the fact of I never even thought about it with like the older generation, like let alone my grandfather sending me something 
Like, can you imagine? And they don't even know it's fake. They think it's real. Like, how y'all feeling about AI? Do y'all think it's going to take over the world? Do you think it's going to take over your jobs? Um, After you listen to this, go to the Instagram and comment on our picture, whatever, like, post we post for this episode, because I really want to hear, like, people's perspectives. Because this scared me. I, like, texted her. I was like, Mom, don't send it to anybody else. Like, none of your friends. Because it's going to mess them up. Like, it's going to mess everybody up. And she just couldn't get the concept that it was fake. Like, me and my brother were like, it's fake. It's not her. But it looked just like her. It sounded like her. Like, this is crazy, y'all. They're taking over. So that's real-life politics. What y'all think about it? Okay. So now we are in the episode, Me, Myself, and Mental Health. And... It really plays off of me, myself, and I. It's all I got. And come on, finish it up. Anyway, it really plays off of Beyonce, me, myself, and I. But we want to talk about mental health because it is May, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month. If you did not know, and I openly talk about my mental health a lot on this podcast, so this is the perfect platform for me to discuss mental health, mental mental health issues, and like some of the struggles that I've had. But we're really keeping it light on this podcast with this one just because I don't want it to look as a negative thing. And I think that's what we do as a black community. We typically look at mental health. I mean, we're growing out of that, but we look at it as a negative thing. And, you know, I really want this to be light and fluffy. There are definitely deeper topics that we can talk about that I've talked about on previous episodes. But for this one, for the sake of the cute title and the sake of my my own mental health, we're going to keep it light. Okay period. All right. So I am no mental health expert. Okay. I am no nothing. Y'all know I don't got to give myself no title. I'm Brooke, Nicole. But the reason I think that it is important that I speak from this is because black women are one of the most high functioning, like women with anxiety and depression. And so it doesn't, it shows up differently on us is what I'm trying to say. So as black women in society, you can be battling high functioning depression and anxiety, and it can just look totally different on you than what it would on a woman, a different race, or what it look, what it look, what it look like on a man, a different race. We typically, as black women, we keep moving, we keep pushing. When you have high functioning depression, let me make that part clear. You keep moving keep and sometimes you don't even know that you're depressed and you're like oh shit um and so that is the perspective that I'm speaking of as a black woman with high functioning depression and also a black woman with anxiety okay so we know I'm not an expert great now don't judge me never judge a brook anyway um so I wanted to do this episode because I really want to talk about it as where I was and where I am currently so when I first moved out of my mama's house I had it bad. Like I really did. I went through a lot of things and I think it was because of the move, because I didn't meet any people, any friends and because like just struggling like for real, for real with my own mental health. And I did not know what it was called. I did not put a name on it. I mean, there was times where I would call my mom and I would just be so sad and in my bed and I just would not be able to move. Right. That's where I was. And like I said, we're going to keep it light and fluffy. If you want to hear about it, go back and listen to some episodes. I've definitely talked about that process for me. But, you know, where I am now and the way I handle my mental health is different because I've utilized a couple things and we're going to break it down. I utilize selfie care, which in real life is self-care. 
I utilize my therapist, which I had to get one. And I utilize the biggest B word that is known to man that we all need to practice boundaries. I did not have these three things when I was going through all of the things that I was going through when I first moved out of my mom's house. And without all of these things, I don't think I'm able to function. Like, I don't even know how I was able to function then because the way I relate and the way that I tolerate life now is completely different than when I did it back then, especially with my mental health. My mental health suffered a lot because I did not have boundaries. I was a yes I was a yes person. I was a people pleaser. I let people run all on top of me. If you wanted it to be done and you wanted something from me, I would say yes. I would work up to the middle of the night. I didn't have boundaries at work. I didn't have boundaries in friend groups. I did not have boundaries with my parents. Um, and you got to have boundaries, y'all. And that is like the main thing. And then when it came to self-care, I didn't really take self-care or I would not like turn my phone off or put it on do not disturb, which is another big thing that has helped me. I should have added that to the list. Putting your phone on do not disturb is a form of self-care. <laughs> like, uh, anyway. Okay, so getting into the episode for real. The three levels, like I said, self-care, therapy, and boundaries are the only way that I can really break it down from my mental health personally. And you can take notes of things that you think will help you, but these are the things that have helped me. Self-care to me became a lifestyle. So instead of looking at, looking at it as something that I needed to do, I had to do it because I just haven't taken care of myself in a while. I started looking at it like, oh, I can do this daily. Like, what are some daily practices of self-care that you can do? And to me, it's listening to a good song or before I start working or before I start doing anything, I'm off my phone and I'm just giving my time or I'm praying and asking God for it. So it's like practicing self-care on a daily basis instead of practicing self-care when I needed it. Like to me, practicing self-care when you need it is too late. Like you've already then stressed yourself out. You already worked yourself damn near to death. And so now you're like, oh, I really need to do this. But like, no, because at that point, in my opinion, self-care is too late. That's when you need to bring in the tea, which is therapy, <laughs> the real tea. Um, but for so back to self-care before we get into therapy, for me, I don't look at it as a maintenance thing. So for example, I used to get my nails done every two weeks. Every two weeks I would get my nails done and that was something that I would do. And so then eventually it didn't become self-care. It just became like a maintenance task. Like I need to get my nails done every two weeks, but I stopped getting my nails done for at least a couple months. Cause my nail lady moved to Thailand. That's another story. Anyway, um, I didn't want to go to anybody new. So I literally like, I want to say for about two months, I went bare nails looking crazy Ugh, regardless of the fact I broke my two week cycle. And so that maintenance aspect, when I went this past week to get my nails done, it felt more so of like a self-care thing than a maintenance thing, because I was actually doing something that I hadn't done in a while. When you start to do like maintenance things, those are not so like getting your lashes done or getting your toes or your hair done. That becomes like not a self-care thing more than a maintenance thing. So again, and I'm big on this. What makes you feel whole and like your whole self? And then use that as self-care. And again, make these practices on a daily. Because when you take that away from you and you wait all the way up until you're stressed out, 
that's when it's no longer self-care. That's when it's like, I really, really am in need of help. Let's get into therapy. <laughs> so for therapy for me, everyone knows I went after a tragic incident happened to one of my best friends and my godson. And when I went to therapy, I didn't know how much I needed it for me. Like I thought I was only going for that particular situation. Like that situation bothered me. How can I utilize you know, what can I do to get this off my, my brain, my mind? Like, you know, how does this work? But it typically when you go to therapy, it just opens doors that you don't think you have. And so it opens so many like powers for me that I felt like I was forcing my friends or my friends and relationships at the time to now enter into this new Brooke era. Like therapy, Brooke is totally different from Brooke who was outside of therapy. Like, again, that Brooke didn't have any boundaries, which we'll get to. And she didn't have any, like, I didn't know any, like, self-awareness. Like, I knew certain things that I was doing, but I didn't know why I was doing those things. And I feel like therapy, when you get a good therapist, and I've pushed this many, many, many times, but when you get a good therapist, it unlocks a new version of you. And the people around you have to adapt to this new version of who you are. I think if I did not have therapy, I would not know about boundaries. I would not know about respecting myself and my time. And I would not know about like I'm when I say I'm so firm on boundaries, which I cannot wait to talk about. I'm very firm on the way I am treated. I'm very firm on the way people decide to treat me and how I act. And I think it wasn't until therapy where I realized that it is okay to express myself in a way where people understand you have to treat me a certain way. You can't, I'm not for everybody. I'm not everybody. You can't treat me any kind of way. Like that is just does not work for me. And I think I was only able to express that with therapy. So when we're talking about our mental health and we're talking about anxiety, we're talking about depression, we're just talking about a bad day. Sometimes you just need to talk to someone who is not biased. Like your friends and the chats that you have with your friends, they're very biased. Even if you have the most non-biased person on the earth that's your friend, they still become very biased because it's like their loyalty lies with you. If I talk to my mom about a friend right now, she's going to be like, oh girl, cut this person off, blah, 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 blah. Not seeing where I was wrong, not understanding. You get what I'm saying? So your therapist is someone who's able to check you when you're wrong, when you have a good therapist. They check you when you're wrong. They introduce you to new strategies about yourself, but they're also able to bring in awareness of the reason you felt certain ways for years. So I always, 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 when talking about me, myself, and mental health, I'm definitely going to bring up therapy. And I literally bring that up to anybody. Because I was telling my friend, she was like, I just got a trainer. I'm like, you got a trainer, but you didn't get a therapist? How'd it work? Because at the end of the day, you have to exercise your mind before you can exercise any part of your body. You will still be the way that you are if your mind hasn't changed. Your physical can change all it wants, but your mind has to be the thing that changed. And therapy for me is what does that. And when you find a good therapist, that's when you're able to change and unlock a new version of who you are. So instead of running to them trainers this summer, let's get let's be real. Instead of running to them trainers this summer, y'all need to be running to therapists this summer. Therapy, okay? And instead of unbigging that back, Let's get into that unhealed trauma. 
I'm so serious. Like there are so many ways that I've learned so much about myself and I've only been in therapy for a year. And I feel like that is a very short time because it's something that you have to practice again on a daily, just like self-care. You have to practice therapy on a daily. I get my therapist once a week. And sometimes people get it every two weeks. I mean, it's whatever you can afford. But at the end of the day, you're going to need someone to tell you about what you're doing wrong and what you're doing right. You have to be able to talk and be willing to talk. Go to therapy, guys. Like, go to therapy. And last but not least, the big B word. She's your friend. She's your lover. She's everything that you needed in your life that you didn't know you needed. Her name is Boundaries. Mm. Mm. Did you feel it? I did boundaries when you, oh my goodness. When I introduced boundaries to my life (laughs) and to my personal experiences, I was like, oh, uh, wait, so they don't got to talk to me any kind of way. They don't have to treat me any kind of way. I can block them. Wow. This is so cool. I'm into a new space. I'm into my friend named boundaries. Like, I have so many, I have a work, let's get into work. I have a work boundary. My hours are from nine to five. Do not email me at 5.15. Do not email me at 5.45. Don't email me at 9 p.m. Because you're not getting a response from me. You have to have a boundary up when you are working, guys. Like at the end of the day, and I respect, I hope people respect me as much as I respect my own personal time. I'm not going to. You only paying me for nine to five. Like, that's literally how I feel about life. And it's like, even if you have a big project, if I can't do it that morning or finish it up within them eight hours, the project must be too big. You know, you have to have a boundary set for yourself. And before, when I was in Hyattsville, when I first started my job, not the current job I'm at, but the job that was like a, it was like a fellowship that boy was running me rapid. He had me up all times of the night. I was crying about work. And it's cause I just didn't set the boundary. Like, sir, do not email me. This is disrespectful at this point. I'm not a booty call. I'm not your friend. Don't message me past 5 PM. And I did not have that. But when I entered into this new space and this new job, they are very understanding. And when they're not, I message them quickly. My work hours are from nine to five. If this cannot wait until nine tomorrow morning, I'm sorry. We have now hit the deadline. I don't hit it like that with that much strength in it, but that's just honesty because you have to have a work-life balance and you will not have a work-life balance if you stay on that computer and work all day. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? Boundaries, especially in the workplace. Boundaries in families, okay? You're talking about a new woman and my mom had to adopt, my brother had to adopt, my dad had to adopt, like And I'm saying adopt these like ideologies. Like this is a new person. You're not talking to the old Brooke. You don't like this. I feel like I'm different. I don't know if they feel like that, but there were just certain things that my family and friends used to get away with that. I was like, no, that's just not going to work for me. I'm definitely going to stand up and speak my mind. Like, it's just no way I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to do it with poise and grace. And I'm going to have a boundary about it. Like there's certain stuff. This is a small example, but a perfect example. My brother, he is an early riser. He wakes up early. He He's a big person when it comes to waking up in the morning. I am not. I stay up all times of the night. I'm a night owl. I have insomnia. Well, I, I don't really have insomnia. I just don't sleep. So do with that as you will. Regardless of the fact, my brother, for example, he used to call me 
early in the morning to just tell me little things. I'm just calling to say, hey, and it's 730. I'm just saying, what's up? And it's eight o'clock or, oh my God, I forgot to tell you about this work thing. And it's like 815. So I told him, just like I told my other family, I put a boundary up. Do not call me until after 930. Whoever is dead, they still going to be dead. Okay. Whoever, whatever has happened or enjoyable or whatever, whatever big moment that you have had before 930, do not call me until 930. And I think it's a huge boundary that he respects. And I also uh, appreciate that he respects because he does not call me until after 930. Now it might be 930 on the dot, but I'm just like, sir, I don't want to wake up and I don't want to just say, hey, right now. That's just not me. So I feel like when you express yourself in these boundaries, it will benefit your mental health so much more because it's like, you don't even have to worry about what people are doing. I can block you, not my brother, but like, for example, friends, anybody, I can block you and be left alone, or you can respect the fact that I have a boundary up and that you're going to either agree with it or you're not. But if you're not, it's fine. We can move past this. We don't got to, you don't, we don't have to stay friends. And I'm big on that. So I think when it comes down to your mental health and what has helped me in my mental health journey, again, with anxiety and high functioning depression is having boundaries doing self-care daily, having a therapist to talk to. I have a therapist appointment tonight. Um, I cannot wait to go and tell her about everything. But having these avenues and outlets to help my mental health explore. I feel like when I was in Hyattsville, I was stuck in this um, ball or like this like cave. My brain was just stuck where it was like I wasn't able to do anything. I just felt so sad and so down all the time. And I feel like I felt down and sad all the time because I just did not have the outlets and the avenues that I have now. I think this has now changed my life for the better. I can't wait to add on more things. But when you have these things and you respect yourself and your time and your mental, that's I mean, you're it's a win win. It really is. It really is a win-win. So I say all that to say, me, myself, and my mental health, this was all about what I do for my practices. I would love to hear what you guys do for your practices and what you've seen that works or what doesn't work. Maybe self-care doesn't work for you, or maybe journaling doesn't work for you, but it works for me. And that's what I've been doing to benefit my own mental health. Like I've seen a total complete 360. Do I still get sad? Yes. There are there still days where I don't really want to talk to anyone and I want to lay up in a ball in a bed? Yes, but majority of the time I'm up, I'm energized, I'm better about my day. I feel a lot better. And if I'm not, I start with the practices of self-care, therapy, or some boundaries. That's just that on that. All right, y'all. I really hope you enjoyed this one. I missed you guys so much. I'm so glad to be back in the space. As always, don't forget, never judge anyone because you don't know their story. Make sure y'all do y'all selfie care and put it all on my social media. Blood our Instagram at never judge a brook pod. We would love to see it. All right, I'm out. <laughs>